Money. It affects our everyday life. But how do we make more of it? Manage it. And make sure we make the most of our money. Welcome to Money Mindful, a podcast to teach and support you as you learn to manage your money. Hello, beautiful people. How are you today? Thank you so much for joining me for the second episode of the Money Mindful Podcast. I'm your host, Megan. Let's get started. Today, we are looking at creating goals to achieve what you want. I'm here in my home office. It's nice and quiet today. My little whippet dasher is asleep in her basket beside me. It's the perfect time to talk about goals and what you want to achieve. Let's first have a little recap on what we discussed last week. How did you go? Hopefully by now you have completed the what is your net worth worksheet and have some clarity on what your net worth is. How do you feel about it? Do you want to change? Do you have debt that you want to clear? Are there improvements you want to make to your finances? What I love about knowing your net worth is it gives you clarity on where you really are. If you sold everything today, how long could you actually live off that money? It's an interesting perspective to have if you're living paycheck to paycheck and have a negative net worth or no net worth. It is such great news to discover this because now you have the awareness to do something about it. Which brings us to goal setting. Some of you might be rolling your eyes at the thought of writing goals, but I want you to suspend your judgment for the purpose of the exercise today. Hear me out. Why do you want more money? Like, Why is it important to you? Or what do you want to create with managing your money? These are some of the questions you can reflect on to clarify what goal you want to set. Last week, I used the analogy of a GPS to find out where you are financially speaking. Let's continue with that analogy today. You need to work out where you want to go. Your GPS tracker is not going to get you to your destination if you don't know where you want to go. So I'm just going to cut to the chase and say there is a reason why successful people set goals. If you don't plan what you want and where you want to go in life, it's pretty hard to get to where you want to go if you don't even know where that is. I want to present another way of looking at goals to you as well. Let's, Let's look at it this way. Your brain is an incredible machine that likes to be efficient and create what you tell it to do. If you are continuing to say, I don't know what to do, I don't know where to go, your brain is going to create that result for you. She is so efficient and obedient like that. A goal gives your brain a project to work on. It might complain or be non-compliant in the beginning or try to go back to the same old patterns it knows well. Remember, your brain really, really, really wants to serve you in the most efficient way and, of course, keep you safe. I'm not going to overload you with how our primitive brain works right now, but a quick summary of why we usually get pushback when we want to do something new is because our brain wants to keep keep us safe. And well-worn old patterns that have served us in the past is where your brain is going to want to keep you. But I'm telling you, if you have a goal that you want to achieve and you write it down and focus on it every day and take action towards it, that is some powerful shit right there. 
I don't want to get all woo-woo on you, but it kind of blows my mind that when I write a goal down at the start of the year, even if I don't actually focus on it all the time, when I get to the end of the year, that goal is usually achieved. I want to say it's like magic, but it's not magic. You see, when you set an intention, you find that your actions just start working towards that. And don't get me wrong, I don't mean you can just say, oh, I want to make $100,000 this year and then proceed to sit on your ass and do nothing um, and expect it to happen. That's ridiculous. You write a goal, but the secret source is the action you take. The trouble with some people, uh, I mean, sorry, the trouble some people have with goals is that they never have created it before and therefore it doesn't feel believable or they don't know how to achieve it so they think it's not possible and I've definitely been guilty of that some goals have felt so out of my reach it felt too scary to even write them down because big goals get big results little goals get small results and I will say I have made plenty of small goals that have got me small results And that's okay. There have been many times in my life that making small goals and commitments was all I felt capable of, and that's fine. It only created small results, but you know what? Lots of small results can start momentum that snowball into moving you forward to a place of creating big. It builds some confidence in your abilities as well. So wherever you are right now is perfect. Start from where you are now and move forward from there. If you are all in and ready to feel all the doubt and negative emotion that comes from making big goals, go for it. If you are ready to make some small changes in your life to build some confidence, that's perfect too. You steer your own ship. I can't tell you the answer or what is best for you. You know what's best for you right now. So just trust that, back yourself and your decisions and go for it. There are different types of goals, short-term, medium-term and long-term. At the end of the day, you need to set a goal and then take action towards it. It's as simple as that. In the beginning, that might look like baby steps. It might be something really small and short-term. It might be borrowing a particular finance book from the library or listening to a podcast like the Money Mindful podcast to get your head in the space for managing your money and focusing on that. The important point is that you decide on a goal and then simply just do something towards your goal every week or every day. In the beginning of a new goal, sometimes most of my actions can be very passive And I would classify it as consuming rather than taking action. I'll use the example of creating this podcast. For instance, at first, I spent time reading books or learning something about how to make a podcast. So that's consuming information. But then I directly took action by creating content for a podcast episode. Can you see the difference? Both are valid. However, creating content for the podcast is what actually created the result that I wanted. The reading and consuming information was still a part of the process because it got me to where I am today, but that alone would not have produced this podcast. You must take action. Okay, let's set a goal. 
I have a process I do every year that encompasses my goals for all areas of my life. I'm going to give you the overview I do so you can gain an understanding of what is possible. But today, for simplicity, we're just going to work on the steps to create one goal. In summary, I take the different areas of my life that are important to me. I have six at the moment. At other times, I've had less. I think four categories such as personal, work, family and hobbies, for example, is a good place to start. If you're curious, I'll share with you what mine are. I have goals for work, my part-time teaching job, investing and money management. I have goals for new adventures such as this podcast, health, home and family and creative. So I'm big on fiber art. I do lots of knitting and weaving. These are six areas of my life that are important to me and I like to write them out and have goals for each one because let's face it, our lives are not one dimensional. We have many areas that make up our life. Now, this isn't a balanced list. I don't put equal time into each of those areas. Depending on what my priorities are, I may focus more of my attention on one area over another. This year, there's a lot of my focus has been on my investing and money management as we have been acquiring some new big investments, but it changes year to year. I create an overarching goal for each of these areas. Let's call them my umbrella goal. And then I write down all the smaller to-do list goals that I do along the way to achieving that big goal. And I keep this up on my wall beside my desk so I see it every day and it's a great reminder of what I want to keep my attention on and then I can also tick off what I've achieved which is a great motivator to keep taking action when I'm feeling a bit stuck. And if you're getting lost right now, don't worry, we're going to hone in on just one goal and how to do it. So the way to start is to ask yourself, what do I want to achieve I might write a few things down, but I often find I self-censor my own life and potential based on what I think is possible to achieve. So to avoid this, you you also need to ask yourself, if money and time were not an issue, what would I want to create? So that's where you'll get the really juicy, scary goals that inspire you, but will probably also scare you a little too. So I've been using goal setting as a way of life for many years and I'm in the habit of doing it. And what I've found is that I'm a bit more comfortable now being uncomfortable setting big goals because believe me, big goals create discomfort in your life. And as my coach says, discomfort is the currency to success. But if you just want to start with something small to get you going and in the habit of creating goals, that is really great too. And if this is your first time setting goals, I don't want to impose any limitations on you. But if the idea of a big 10-year goal, for example, feels a little too overwhelming for you in the beginning, just start with a small achievable goal to get going and build your confidence up. Once you start creating evidence for yourself that you can create new things in your life, it may help to develop the courage to dream a little bigger and go for what you really want. Step one Ask yourself the question and write down the answers. Don't just think about it. There's a lot of power in writing it down on paper. The first question is, what do I want to achieve? You might want to consider if money and time were not an issue, what would I want to create? 
go big, like let yourself have it. The second question is, why is this important? Why does this matter to you? Now, listen up. This is the most important part. A reminder just came up on my computer. I don't know if you guys heard that, but it was just this big bonk noise. Um, I don't think I'm going to edit that out. (laughs) You can just hear it. Um, So let me start again. Why is this important? Why does it matter to you? Now, listen up. This is the most important part. What is your compelling reason to achieve this goal? If you want to achieve something big in your life, you want to be clear about why you want to do it. This will help you stay on your path when the going gets tough. And the why is personal to you. You don't have to justify it to anyone. You might want to earn more money or get better with your money because you want to go on holiday every year or buy a nice car. That's fine. It doesn't have to be because you want to save the world, although that's fine too. The third question is, what are the obstacles to achieving your goal? This might seem like a funny question to ask, but stay with me. Don't get too bogged down in the how, because usually in the beginning, we don't know the how. We have to figure it out. I want you to write down all the things that are in the way of achieving your goal. This is, and wait for it because it's a goodie, this is your to-do list to achieve the goal. Still with me? Let me give you an example. Your goal might look something like this. What do I want to achieve? I want to build an investment portfolio that provides a passive income in my retirement. Why is this important? I want to be financially independent. I don't want to rely on the pension. I want to create my own pension. I want to feel a sense of financial security from what I have created. I want to make sure my family is looked after. And then what are the obstacles to achieving your goal? It might look something like this. So I don't know how or where to invest my money. And then the action would be seek out some finance books at the library, start educating myself. Another obstacle might be I don't have any savings. And the action is to start saving, take steps to learn how to spend less. Another example could be, do I need to invest in shares? I don't know how. And then the action is do one of the free share educational courses on the AXX website. Are you starting to get the idea here? Like You might have 50 obstacles or to-dos in your list, but that's it. You have the path now that you need to follow. You know what you need to do to achieve your goal. Okay, so this is a basic framework you can use to set a goal and create actionable steps to achieve it. Because remember what I said before, it's not about thinking about the goal or thinking about what you want to do. You you actually have to take action towards it. So if you want to get really specific with your goals, which I would encourage you to do, another step you can take is to write your goal up as a SMART goal. And for the teachers out there, you'll, you'll know about these. Um, SMART stands for specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. And the goal might look something like this. I create a $4 million unencumbered property portfolio that produces a passive income of $200,000 per annum. So that's specific. I will do this by acquiring approximately 12 properties over the next 10 years. I will sell off two to four properties to pay down the debt. 
So that's attainable and measurable. And then I'll do this by 2035. So realistic and timely. So this is a long-term goal that will have many, many steps to achieve it over the next 16 years. So to achieve a big goal like this, you might want to break it down into smaller chunks to do in the short and medium term. Gary Keller outlines an excellent process in his book, The One Thing, taking a big long-term goal and then working backwards. So in summary, he teaches to achieve a goal. What is the one thing you need to do by five years to be on track for this goal? And then to be on track for that, what's the one thing you need to do three years from now, one year from now? What's the one thing you need to do six months from now, one month from now, one week from now? What's the one thing I need to do today? So do yourself a favor, read this book. It has so many practical steps you can take towards achieving what you want in your life. And I highly recommend it. I'll provide a link in the show notes. Okay. Friends, what are you waiting for? Let's set some goals. I would love to hear how you go. You can leave a comment on my website, www.moneymindful.com.au or shoot me an email, megan, that's M-E-A-G-H-A-N at moneymindful.com.au. And I think it was Gary Keller who said in his book, most people overestimate what they can do in a year, but underestimate what they can do in five or 10 years. Let's get started. Once again, I want to make this super easy for you. So I've created a goal setting worksheet for you and you can access it in the show notes at moneymindful.com.au. That's all I've got for you today, folks. Get started, take some action. And until next week or next episode, have a beautiful week. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Money Mindful podcast. For more info, visit moneymindful.com.au. For future episodes, be sure to subscribe. And remember, the information in this podcast is of a general nature only and does not take into account your personal circumstances or goals. Please seek professional advice for your own financial needs. Remember to have fun along the way.